For today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation on the Hebrew word Ezer. We're also going to be digging a little bit deeper into the second part of that word, which is connecto. Suzanne and I want to invite you to grab your Bibles and your notebook. We have a saying around here whenever we're getting ready to learn something new. Let's sit at the feet of Jesus and let's get dusty. We are back. Yay. How are you, Suzanne? Oh, I'm good. It's been a minute. It has been. It's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I would say um, over a month. Yeah, I think it's been two. I want to say Ezra came out the end of April. Sometime in April. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic episode. Yes. We got wonderful feedback. Thank Absolutely. you so much for those that are listening in. Uh, we appreciate that so much. Yes. And we're so happy that today we are back on and we're doing episode five, which is part two of Ezer. Yes. And so, um, like always, before we, we begin, we want to pray. So, Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful, Lord. Grateful yes. for who you are. I pray, Lord, that today's episode, Father, will be in complete alignment with your truth, Father God. I yes. pray for every listener. Uh, that's listening in today, Father God, that you are with them, that you are guiding them, that you are leading them, and that there's something here, Father, uh, that they need to hear. Yes, Lord. We, we just love you so much, and we pray all of these things in your beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So in our last episode, episode four, um, if you haven't heard that one yet, we really recommend that you go back and, and listen to it. So this part two is going to make sense to you. But we were talking about the Hebrew word Ezer. Uh, and so we're going to do a quick recap of what Ezer is. Ezer is a Hebrew word. Yes. Uh, that means help. Well, yes, that's the general. The general. That's the general translated way that it is written in our Bibles. Right. Is help helper. Right. And yeah. so we kind of discussed in the last episode that help is probably, I don't know if it's not the best word to describe Ezer, but um, in doing our research, we got really excited because we find that Ezer is the first word that God uses to describe women. Yes. And we also found that um, the word Ezer is a word that God uses to describe himself. Yes. Um, so today we are going to go into maybe part two of that. Yes. That meaning? Yes, because um, in the Bible verse, um, it doesn't just say Ezer um, in the original Hebrew. It says Ezer Konegdo, which is a lot funner word to say. <laughs> it is. And that's Konegdo. It's K-E-N-E-G-D-O. Konegdo. Yes. Fun. It's fun to say. Exactly. So um, we understand the word Ezer to be the, you know, that more help side of um, the word. So today uh, we want to dive a little deeper into Connecto. So the verse that we're getting um, Ezer Connecto from is Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So um, the suitable side of it. That's the word connecto. Um, this translation is NIV. Um, looking at the actual word connecto, um, it is what they call, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but a hapix legomenon, which means it is only in the Bible one time. Um, 
the actual root word is um, in the center of it is neged, um, which when you look in the concordance um, to look at what neged means, um, it means what's in front of, um, what is corresponding to, parallel but opposite to, before, um, in your view, in your in the view in your view or purpose. Um, it also can mean um, opposite, specifically a counterpart. Yes. Um, or there's some hints of it meaning to oppose. Mm-hmm. Um, we will dive deeper into that. Um, but this is the base of the word neged, which connecto comes from. And then when you put the, the ke at the end and the o, I mean, the ke at the beginning and the o at the end, that's where it gets the um, suitable for him. It kind of, mm-hmm. that's that whole suitable for him is in the completion of the word connecto. When scholars try to discover the meanings of words um, in the Bible, they normally will reference other Bible verses like we did with Ezra. Ezra. Right, right. Understanding the word Ezra, mm-hmm. you look at where Ezra is in other places in the Bible right. context-wise, and then it gives you a fuller picture of the full complexities of the mean because Hebrew words have so much more depth right and and it's supposed to evoke feeling and imagery it's not just you know this is the word this is the definition mm-hmm. it's, it's it's supposed to be more connecting than that right. um, we can't really do that with connecto because it's only in there one time and so right. that's it makes it a little bit more like you're, you know you're trying to piece together all these other things to really come up with it what how does this what does this word mean and how does it connect because Ezra and Connecto are used together right as like a com- combination description mm-hmm. of um, what God was thinking when he said I need to create something else because it's not good right now Right. He's alone. He doesn't have anyone. Um, he has all these animals. They all have partners, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have anything that is equal to to match him, to partner with him, to right. to walk alongside him. Um, and so the fact that these words, Ezra Connecto, are the words that he used to, it was almost like in his you know mind thinking about it from a human perspective, even though God's far beyond what we are, but like. This is the problem. Hmm. I need to get the Ezra Connecto. That's right. going to fix it. Right. So, um, looking at it from that perspective, we're going to dive into Connecto today, which is my favorite part of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angie, you had a pretty cool, um, like analogy that you found. I did. I was really excited when I when I found this analogy because you know I'm very visual yes and so it helps me to, to have like pictures and to give me a better understanding of words so I was reading a book and I forget which book it was but um when describing the connecto um and and you you mentioned that it kind of means like opposite to each other uh the analogy is that we have our hands our left hand and the right hand right mm-hmm. and both hands 
are the exact replica of each other, right? Yes. They're the same, but they're opposite, and they have, you know, one might be a little bit stronger than the other, Yeah. but when they're used together, mm-hmm. they're actually um, stronger than the preferred hand. So yes. even though they look alike, they have similar functions, you have bones, you have blood, they're still opposite yes. of each other. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a, a cool analogy to kind of describe the word connecto. Yeah, no, I really love that because it's the the best way to think of how two things can be somewhat identical in in a lot of ways. Right. But um, they're actually opposite of one another. Right. And they can function individually. You can can function with just one hand. Right. But you can do a lot more. Like you said, they're stronger. Right. When they work together right. and they come together your, your two hands together would be stronger than mm-hmm. your strongest hand so. and mm-hmm. in considering that word oppose mm-hmm. um, if I wanted to pick something up I would place my one hand and I would use force in one direction um, you know with my with my strength and I would use my other hand and the force I would use would be an opposing force. Right. So that my hands are kind of pushing towards each other. They're mm-hmm. pushing what seems like in opposite directions. Right. But the purpose in that opposing force is so they can grip and hold better what they're trying to lift up or what they're trying to pick up so or good. what they're trying to um, move, build, whatever it is. Um, so we don't think about it that way, right? But they are actually opposing one another, right? In order to accomplish a task that one hand on their own could not do, right? So good. So, um, and thinking back, going back to our last episode, um, which again, if you haven't listened, go back. But, um, you described the way you thought of Ezer as like that um, military position where you stand back to back. Yeah, it actually has a, a, a military term, a military meaning to it. Um, whenever you read um, that Hebrew word in the Bible is usually um, in the context of being rescued, mm. uh, being protected. Yeah. Uh, it's a warlike type. It's a very strong word. Yeah. And, and I love that imagery when you think of Ezer because, again, um, like we talked about in the last episode, you know, a lot of people will read Helper and you think subordinate or um, you're not performing the major role. You're just right. in a supportive role of the person doing exactly. the major. And that's not at all what that word is intending to mean. Right. And so that imagery of Ezer being back to back fighting together like mm-hmm. holding each other up having each other's back right um like that's such a beautiful understanding of the Ezer protector the warrior mm-hmm. the one that's coming to your aid absolutely which is all the ways that when god is describing himself as Ezer, that's the the terminology that's right. being um the imagery that's coming to mind um but in that um I can see it also in understanding like the side by side relationship and that, yes, you're battling together, but you're also supporting one another, walking side by side, you know, in the kingdom and bringing kingdom. Um, When I think about the word connecto, 
in keeping with that imagery, um, it's face to face, which the word neged kind of, you know, says in its definition is, you know, in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, it's opposite you, but it's in front of you and it's right. facing you. Right. And so continuing with that thought process, you're back to back, you're battling, you're fighting, you're side by side, you're bringing about kingdom when you're face to face that opposition is what's keeping you accountable right it's what's pushing you to be better than you thought you could be mm-hmm. it's what's um keeping you on track right um and that is a part of the role of the you know the warrior fighter that's got your back but's also not afraid to face you that's right and say, hey, you're better than this, or hey, you know, don't let this get you down. Um, our goal is to, next episode, I'll give it away. We're going to have interviews. <laughs> um, and my goal and the purpose in that is so that you guys can hear stories of what this can look like. But I can personally think of examples in my um, marriage or in even in friendships mm-hmm. where, you know, someone being connecto right for me or like me being connecto to my husband Mm -hmm. is what's helped him um not give up or not lose sight of purpose or you know like we need that and that's to me um i think why i (laughs) love connecto not just because i like i'm feisty and i like to you know kind (laughs) of argue but um (laughs) but um because I feel like we all we all need that. So when I think of Connecto, I see the face to face, which is bringing about growth. Right. I think it's because in relationships we need someone strong yes. to look at look at us in the eye to lift us up. We, yeah. we we're not going to depend on someone who's weaker than us. We're going to depend on someone who is going to be strong at the moment and and kind of help lift us up. Yeah, you know, and encourage us and challenge us. Exactly, I, I was gonna say the connecto is that challenging. challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we're not just gonna tickle your ear, tell you what you think you want to hear, but right. we're gonna we're gonna love you well right. in loving you by saying, "Hey, maybe let's reconsider," or "Hey, don't let this get to you. Keep pushing." Like it's all those things that are just basically helping you be your best. Right. Um, and so, I, like I said, I. I see, like I said, for me, I imagine it full circle. You're back to back in battle. You're side by side bringing kingdom. You're face to face to bring about individual growth. But then you're side by side again, bringing that growth into kingdom and also encouraging that that connecto also faces outward when you're side by side in it because you're bringing growth to kingdom right. your, your the growth is expanding. It doesn't stay with you. Right. Your growth, your what you got going on is affecting the way you are able to bring kingdom. That's good. So um, I feel like there's just so many facets to that. Yes. Um, I want to talk a little bit about and and thinking about again, because a lot of this is the reason why this was so impactful, I think, for me and Angie is because um, just the the misunderstandings Mm -hmm. that I think unintentionally intentionally however you want to view it that the woman's role has been portrayed right um in a lot of these verses in the mis like i say 
when you read helper mm-hmm. like we talked about last episode yes. you just get a certain image and it's just not it's just not really i think biblical um, a part of that is also thinking about submission right i think that's actually um one of those areas where i kind of fell into when i was first um learning about the word of god and i was really new to my christian walk and you know you know as women of god we want to be honoring we want to do um whatever god calls us to do and so um in learning the scriptures and reading them right Mm -hmm. and these translations that maybe you know we we needed to look a little bit deeper Deeper, right Uh, and at the time i really wasn't prepared um and i and i read those scriptures in genesis about the woman and and thinking thinking of myself as just a helper i think i spent some time um maybe second guessing my role in the kingdom maybe second guessing my role um, as a wife, as a woman, and, and that maybe my voice shouldn't be too loud, you know, that perhaps I didn't have authority. And in just digging a little bit deeper um, to what the, this really means, is actually no, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. You know, how God positions us in our relationships and for the kingdom is so that we can challenge mm-hmm. um, those that we're in relationship of course in an honoring yes. way in an, and for the purpose of the kingdom for the purpose of growth like what you said absolutely and so submission is one of those things that we really have to look at um, carefully it's not just when, when I think about the word submission I think about um, some of the verses on wives being submissive to their husbands but there was a verse that we found um i think suzanne you have it is in ephesians yeah it's it's actually in ephesians um and i'm just i'm gonna read something that i found um it says the bible never asserts that adam had a greater level of authority or responsibility than eve and while wives are directed in a few new testament passages to be submissive to their husbands all Christians are directed to be submissive to one another in Ephesians 5 21 and it says and submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ so again I feel like it's our limited um, comprehension of what submission means right um, we look at like when I think of submission, I'm like imagining some movie with these servants bowing down before a king right. and, you know, I'm, you know, and the, the Bible, yes, wives are called to submit their, to their husbands, but, um, we're also called to be sub- submissive to one another as Christ followers. Right. And I feel like what that means to me is I am putting others before myself to That's be, right. to love them as, as Jesus calls us to right. love. So I'm not, I'm not bowing down, you know, before Julian, like, you know, Mm -hmm. even though I call him my king. Um, (laughs) I'm sure he loves that. (laughs) So, um, but it's more, again, every conversation, every topic, I don't care what you're talking about. It gets to the heart. Right. Every single thing That's we right. can talk about, theology, Bible, Bible verse, it gets to the heart right. of the what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I can act that way out of a subservient, subservient, you know, functioning. Right. But what Jesus, what God, what the word is calling us to do mm-hmm. is to love in a way that this is I am loving you. I'm loving you in a best way because I'm loving you as Christ came. He came to serve. That's right. And so when I'm being submissive to my husband, when I'm 
um, loving him the way he needs to be loved. I'm not doing it out of expectation. Right. I'm doing it out of my heart mm-hmm. and a genuine desire to love him well. That's because right. no one can love, support, and pray for my husband better than me. That's right. Because we're one flesh. Right. So even if sometimes I don't feel like it, I have to not consider my own needs sometimes, mm-hmm. not neglecting myself. But oftentimes that's what we do. Right. You know, I'm tired. I don't feel like it, you know, whatever. And and honestly, my husband honors me when I'm tired. He's like, mm-hmm. babe, it's okay. I'll, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Right. Because he's, he's loving me the same way. Um, but sometimes I'm like, you know, he's been working two jobs. He's working really hard. Like, and I don't do it out of an obligation. I do it because I love and appreciate That's right. what he's doing mm-hmm. as my husband, as the man of our house. Like, so again, it's, it's coming back to the root mm-hmm. instead of just focusing on, oh, you have to submit, you right. know, like, no, I'm loving my husband well. Right. Um, and honoring him well. And like I says, we're supposed to do that with our fellow brothers and sisters right. we're supposed with to each love other. exactly right. with each other yeah. so again it's it's getting back um to the heart so we just wanted to touch on on submission a little bit because we know that that's a kind of a touchy word i wrote something down here that i also um read in a book um and it says jesus definition of submission isn't about giving into the whims and wishes of others it is rather about giving out from the completeness we have in him and our passion for his kingdom. And Amen. I absolutely love that. That I is that was the perfect um That's a great summary of everything I just said. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Like perfect. Yes. We also wanted to talk a little bit about some biblical examples. Yes. Of Ezers mm. in the Bible. Um when I think about some of the Ezers, some of the biblical Ezers. I think about the book of Exodus. Yes. And if I told you, who do you think about when you hear the word Exodus, the book, the book in Exodus? Who comes to mind? Uh, Moses. Moses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Moses. I love Moses. But actually, when you open the pages, the first people that are highlighted are women. Yes. There were Ezra women mm. that had a major role in Moses' life. Absolutely. And so some of them were um, his mom, Jochebed. Yeah, I think Jochebed. Jochebed. Yeah. Even a... before her, though. Think yes. about it. The, um, what were they called? The ones that oh, helped deliver the babies. Yes, the midwives. Yes, the midwives. Yes, the midwives. Who directly yes. went against Pharaoh's. Absolutely. And said, no, they feared God more. The midwives. Absolutely. Again, the midwives, um, his Moses, mom, his mom, his sister Miriam, which had a major role. Yes. Uh, and then his his wife, yes. which is actually that's a pretty interesting um, Bible story. Zipporah, who uh, Susan and I were kind of reading those passages. It's just crazy what happens. Um, Moses gets this calling from God, and he's going to lead the people, and he's doubting, and he does he doesn't feel sure of himself, but has this amazing calling, but right before, uh, right after God sends him out, 
the I believe the Bible verse says, and I'm paraphrasing, that God was going to come and kill him. Mm-hmm. And you have to stop and say, wait a minute, what what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, God gives him this amazing calling, and then he's going to kill him. And basically, um, the passages talk about how um, Zipporah, his wife, comes, and she basically cuts off some skin. Yes, yes. <laughs> She performs and, a circumcision. Yes. Emergency and, circumcision. Yes, and pretty much saves Moses. Yeah. Right? Um, again, an Ezer, mm. a protector, some someone who took action. Yes. Who knows what would have happened yeah. um, had she not yeah. acted swiftly. That's such it's such a cool story. Um it's it's a story that makes you uh what? <laughs> but um <laughs> yes. it's it's again if you start diving deep, um you know, there's there's uh, thoughts that say, you know, because they were the chosen people, and of course mm-hmm. Moses was raised in, Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house, that he probably, you know, may, maybe he wasn't mm-hmm. um, circumcised, um, and that was a part of the sign of the chosen people. Right. Like covenant. that was a part of their covenant was right. that that all males had to be circumcised, um, and here they are, you know, he's accepted this call and they're moving on. But um, he possibly wasn't circumcised. And then the son obviously wasn't circumcised right. because it says that that's who Zipporah circumcised was mm-hmm. their son. Right. Um, so she she knew in that moment, like, we are out of covenant right now. That's right. Um, he's sick. He mm-hmm. can't do anything. Um, and so, like I said, there's a lot of you can look into it yourself. But there's a lot of different thoughts on, you know, th- what she did and why she did it and what it means and all mm-hmm. that. But it's just intriguing that, like you said, she she came to the rescue. Right. You know, she had the wits about her. He needed some um, protecting at that moment. On top of that, women didn't circumcise. So Which how did she crazy. know how to do it? <laughs> yes. Now, her father was a priest, but I've also read there was some wondering, like, could she have possibly been in a position? We don't know. There's no, like I said, there's no proof of anything. It makes sense. But she, she, knew. she knew. Right. What to do and how to do it. Right. So it's just, again, just very, again, a story I think we read over, like, yeah, that's crazy, and you keep going and don't. Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, one of my favorites is Deborah. Oh, Deborah. Yes. Her. Rise Um, up, Deborah. (laughs) um, Her story can be found in Judges 4 and 5, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but... (laughs) Judges 4, 4, I was just, we were just reading it before we started recording, and it says, now Deborah. Like, I'm just like, yes. Like, um, like that's how she's introduced. Now Deborah, a prophetess, a yes. judge. Right. Um, which, if you don't realize, during that time, um, they didn't have a king. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have, like, these, these leaders, these people, like a governmental thing of how they were doing things. Um, so God would appoint judges to um, help lead the people, to help them. It says she, you know, sat under the tree and settled their disputes or she made judgments. Um, so like people from the the, t- the town, the people of Israel, the, they, men, not just women, mm-hmm. <laughs> brought their, right. their issues before her mm-hmm. and um, allowed her to make a judgment Mm-hmm. of what needed to be done right and they honored and respected she was the leader in that That's way right. like to, to, back then the judge was considered the leader pretty much right. so it's like again like look at the important role that women 
played um, in the Old Testament, um, it's just, it's mind boggling to me. Um, In the song that's in um, Judges 5, it says, warriors were scarce. They were scarce in Israel until you arose, Deborah, until you arose as a motherly protector in mm, Israel. So good. And I'm just like, oh, just yes. love it. Not to, we're going to just say Jael, who of course killed Jael, who, another the tent peg in the head yes. of Sisera. And fearless. She was fearless. The victory. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, but anyways, read Judges 4 and 5. You know what we're talking about. There's, um, there's uh, two people that I like. Um, and we'll be talking about the Ezra Connecto. You know, I think about that that's a term really um, to describe um, a relationship. Yeah, yeah. A relationship. And I think of two people, um, Priscilla and Aquila. Yes. Right? Um, they were tent makers. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also scholars. Mm-hmm. Because we know that, I believe it's in the book of Acts. Um, they actually were part of Paul's ministry. Mm-hmm. They helped with Paul's ministry, the, the, the early church. Again, a partnership, husband and wife, working together, challenging each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and challenging and, Apollos when he was preaching. Yes. When and was in error a little. Yes. Yeah. And they both sat down. Pulled him aside. Yes. You know, this is what the text really means. And what's interesting is that her name is listed first there. Yes. Which is... Uh, very uncommon. Very uncommon. I think in every instance where Priscilla and Quilla are mentioned in the Bible, mm-hmm. everyone except for one right. lists Priscilla first. Yes. Which, in understanding how they, again, this is extra reading that you just look into and find out. But normally the person who was listed first was like the more well-known, the more prominent, the more. So, again, we don't have any record proof of anything but it's just an intriguing thought that when they're listed and they're in the bible more than one time they're in there quite quite a bit because they were so important to paul's ministry priscilla was always the name that was listed first right so suzanne why are we why are we studying this like why was this so important for us to um talk about in our episode i think in in everything that we're doing, of course, um, we're just trying to understand the heart of God in all things. Um, and diving deeper just helps with understanding the purpose. So, um, you know, in trying to understand God's purpose in creating and describing woman as as a connecto, mm-hmm. um, we have to look at the purpose in just the creation itself like what was what was um he trying to accomplish in that um and then a lot of that i believe um is his desire for us to comprehend what it is to be in relationship and be in unity um and to be effective and in order to be effective you you have to have oneness you have to have shalom which means peace, but shalom also means wholeness, completeness. Right. right. Um, when they were in the garden before the fall, they were in shalom. Mm. And everything that God has done since the fall has been trying to restore us to shalom, to wholeness, to completeness. To They were uh, one with one another and they were one with him. You know, yeah. the relationship was 
was whole. It wasn't broken. Um, and God desires to bring that. And so in trying to understand his purpose in describing woman as Ezra Konegdo and understanding just the creation of man and woman in general, um, you know, God is himself, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're, mm-hmm. they're three in one, um, fully one, but functioning with three different kind of purposes in a way. And so like God, I believe God created marriage um, to help us have still limited, but a greater understanding of what that looks right. like. Um, the unity that yes. um, we can have here in our marital relationship, but also the unity with him. Um, I, I Having this earthly example helps me relate better to how he's trying to have intimacy with me. That's good. Um, and I would say even with others and community. Absolutely. Um, I feel like, I feel like the marriage was like this great example, mm-hmm. but it, it's to me, it's like the, the small example, but it's meant to move beyond. Right. So, um, you know, me, understanding my role as Ezra Konegdo in my marriage and understanding what unity looks like and um, the creation that God created man and God created woman, but then he called them to be one flesh. Um, It starts there. But when that is, um, when that is functioning and and working um, towards, because I don't, you know, we never, we never, we never arrive while we're on earth. Right. But as you're working towards and drawing closer to God's purpose and that design, it is affecting all other relationships. That's right. Um, so where I maybe have been, you know, as a connecto to friends in the past, mm-hmm. I know how to be that better now because of yes. that complete right. intimacy that me and my husband are learning to have. Right. It is changing how I'm understanding what that means. And I don't think it's not possible mm-hmm. to have it if you're not married. I th- like I said, you, you're born woman, you're you're described as a connecto. Right. Um, it doesn't happen when you get married. Right. But he uses the example of that to show us what his desires and what That's his good. function is. Um, we're supposed to walk that out in every relationship. Right. right. But the marriage is just, like I said, it's that image, it's that reflection of deeper trying to understand um the relationship aspect of it yeah that's really good yeah for me um learning about as a connecto is really um teaching me how to have a healthy uh i guess a healthy how, how to view myself um in christ a healthy way Right, because um, the world that we live in um, tells us how to be women, right? mm. which is a lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever the world is telling us is not God's design. So, in studying the Ezra Kenegdo, it really helps me to understand um, who God calls me to be, mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to respond, how I'm supposed to um, react, and and then bring others, right? Bring yeah. others in community, teach them how, how it is. And I really get excited about um, the fact that, you know, I'm not just some type of um, secondary role in yeah. all of this. It's like God empowers me, God positions me, he equips me, and 
he's the one that has ordained me and fashion fashioned me this way yes. you know that I can I can actually challenge someone I can actually um, be encouraging to someone else or protect them rescue them yes. you know so it's really it's really been um, a cool journey for me to learn about the Ezra Kenendo it has um, and I want to reiterate I think we touched on a little bit last episode but I feel like the misconception of this has impacted mm. our effectiveness mm. in reaching the world. That's right. Because we are all needed to be fully functioning in all of the gifts and all of the wisdom and everything that God has put in each one of us, male and female. We are all called to uh, not be held back in the gifts. Now, I'm not saying there's not, you submit to authority and you That's make right. sure you, you know, if you're in a, in a church, then you you honor that. That's right. um, there's always going to be order and there's always going to be authority and God calls Amen. us to honor that. Amen. We're not supposed to be out of order That's and right. we're not supposed to be rebellious. That's right. But when the big C church mm-hmm. is able to function in a way that honors um, the design that God had in mind for women and men. Mm-hmm. When we get that together and we're able to connect, yes. whether it's husband and wife or just in, like I said, ministry or whatever that is, when we're able to do that without the, um, like I said, some of the ways that things have been twisted, right. stuck in our head, um, that to me, is when we're going to have the hugest, the biggest, I'm using like, I don't think hugest is a word. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's fine. It sounds, it sounds good. <laughs> it's the hugest. Um, <laughs> the impact right. is going to be astounding yes, absolutely. to me. Um, and I, that's, that's why at the root of it, this is so big and it means so much to us right. is because we don't want anyone to feel like if God has gifted you with something, mm-hmm. if you have the ability to teach, if you have the ability to give, if you, you know, have the ability to prophesy, like yes. God's given you that. And it's it, as long as, like I said, as long as you are operating in an authority and an order and not, you know, overstepping or, you know, if your heart, basically your heart's got to be in the right place when you're yes, using the gift. Absolutely. Um, that's when I think. Um, it makes it makes a world of like I said that excites me yeah and that's why this is necessary we did have one other cool thing that we learned that I want to touch on okay um, and I'm gonna read this because I think what I found accurately brings a bigger another image of God's God's purpose in man and woman mm-hmm. so the word in Hebrew for man is ish. Yes. Um, and it's interesting. I think the only the first time that and in the Bible in Hebrew in Genesis, um, God is man is described as Adam, mm-hmm. which basically means like from the earth. Right. Until it talks about the woman. And then he's described as man, mm-hmm. which is ish. Right. 
and it says that he's he, the man says I will call her Isha mm-hmm. because she came from a man and that's the first time the word Ish and describing Adam which means from the earth right. he's no longer just from the earth he's man right. and she's woman right. of, of the man Isha so this is what we found out it says um, a midrash tells us that as a symbol of the necessary spirituality between them God placed his letters in their name. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of God, Yodhevavhe. That's how you, you spell it. The what we see as Y H W H, where we get Yahweh right. from. Yahweh. Mm-hmm. God placed his letters in their names, Ish and Isha. Each contain the Hebrew letters of God's name, Yod and He. Without these letters, so if you take the, the word, the, the ish, and you remove, and you take isha, and you remove the yod and the he, which are the letters that come from God's name, all that is left is aleph and shin, making the word esh, which means fire. I love that. <laughs> of course, fire can be good as a source of light and warmth, mm. but it can easily get out of control. That's right. Fire can be destructive. That's right. What is needed in order for two people to not get consumed by the fires of hate, jealousy, and passion is the added measure of spirituality. For the first man and woman, there was no religion per se, but there is a clear implication that in order to sustain their relationship, a couple needs something beyond the grinding daily mundane routine of income, expenses, house chores, tiring bosses, laundry, dishes, traffic, something that unites them and lifts the soul. Wow, so good. Yeah, so again, it's just another example of the intentionality. Number one of just Hebrew (laughs) words, like I just, I uh, fangirl over Hebrew, but how cool is that? Yeah. just how intentional God is in in everything, in in the text, in the creation, in the partnership. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just um, in awe, in awe as to how God continues to teach us and lead us and reveal Himself. And um, I'm really my my prayer is that uh, our listeners are getting excited about this, that they're doing their own research. Yes. Um, hopefully, it will encourage them. Um, you know, my biggest takeaway is that if you are a Christ follower, Holy Spirit lives in you. If you're a woman, Holy Spirit lives in you. And God is calling you um, uh, to do something amazing for his kingdom. So I hope that this gets you uh, fired up. Fired Amen. up for the Lord. Amen. This will end Connecto, but as I already mentioned, we have, yeah. Um, so I guess I'll spoil it. Our our uh, <laughs> our goal is to interview our husbands. Yeah, Louis and Julian. They're they're the true celebrities. So yes. you know they're gonna bring a whole level of fan base that we don't have because Louis and Julian. You know they're you know. Yes. Um, but no, we really want to have that conversation um, about you know just as a connecto in the in the relationship and how um 
they have um, seen that maybe um, themselves and yeah, how that really looks like in, in a marriage type. Yeah, because I can tell you myself how mm-hmm. I feel like I've been as a connecto, but how better is it to hear it from you know his mouth of right. what it's meant to him or how it's changed him or how it's impacted him, um, so that people can see like how how. Um, how Ezra Connecto can play out in a relationship. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. If this blesses you, please share it. If you love it, you like it, let us know.